So welcome back to the Beast Game Podcast. Today we're talking again about Mandalorian. Excuse me, not Mandalorian. <laughs> the Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> this is episode four. Just want to remind everybody, it's that time of year again at General Miguel's. So start the year off right with the General Miguel's Trap Pack. Uh, <laughs> how do you feel about this episode of Boba Fett? All right, so me personally, so I've read a lot of flack online and heard a lot of people for whatever reason say they don't like this. Including Keith. Like <laughs> Only because, if you remember, I sent a message the other day while I was watching and I said episode four equals context. Mm-hmm. And essentially to me, kind of explained why the first three were what they were and they were going for, like why Boba Fett's being the way he is and making the decisions he's making. So it's, it's a Star Wars crime drama series of the Star Wars universe. Yeah, I think I made a comment called him Boba Corleone. So if you look at it, uh, Finna Chan is Tom Hagen yeah. and Black Chrysanthemum <laughs> is Luca Bratti. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, like it's starting to feel very Godfather-esque, Goodfellas. I haven't seen Departed in a long time, so I don't know if I can say it's Departed. But yeah, it's starting to feel Scorsese-ish. That's how I was feeling when I was watching it. But I didn't mind it so much because if the first three were kind of like the background, this is kind of the the alley-oop to get us to the slam dunk. And that's how I was watching it in my mind. I was going, this feels like they sat down and said, we're going to make something a little bit out of the box, but keep it Star Wars. And I understand why people aren't gravitating towards it in some instances, but I also feel like, to me, some of the pacing of these episodes is not much far off from what was going on with The Mandalorian in some cases. So I feel like the episode, to me, was good. I really wish that this was the last, well, episode three. Really wish that somehow they could have condensed it or put most of the core elements of that third episode into this one. Yeah. Well, we said the third episode is probably the second episode from season two of The Mandalorian, the one that you really don't need, that you could have just took the core elements from and attached it to this episode and made it 50 minutes or so and you would have been good. And then gave us whatever the next three are. Because like I said, as far as I know, it's supposed to be seven episodes instead of six. And, you know, I could be off of that, but that's what I kept reading before. It had one moment here that was very, you knew this was Disney when they were trying to get the ship. And he had the whole chase scene with the little droids. Yeah. 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 I (laughs) didn't really like that too much. Yeah, I was sitting there kind of like, this feels very old school Disney. I mean, it's the Boba Fett that you don't want, basically. Yeah, like Disney had a hand in this, like, well, there's got to be a droid chasing something kind of cutesy. So I was like, yeah, I don't know about that. But like I said, other than that, for me, I just appreciated the fact that Boba Fett flat out said to Fennec, why are we working for these people doing their bidding when they're just going to turn around and do some more dumb shit later? Like, we could be doing what we want to do running things. I'm like, okay, that gives you enough context to understand that Boba Fett's making his decisions based on I'm not doing the same stupid shit that the people I work for do. I'm going to try to do things differently and set up an empire that actually works and functions according to how I wanted to because I'm a bounty hunter, I'm a killer, I know how these things go. And for me, I appreciated that whole bit of dialogue. So the icing on the cake, for no other reason why this episode was good, is the last scene of the damn episode when Fennec said, 
if you got enough credits, you can get some muscle. And then the ultimate theme song plays. <laughs> and if you don't know what time it is, then I don't know what to say. Because, damn it, Den Jern's coming. I said the Mandalorian should show up. And I'm hyped for next week. Because <laughs> when the music played, I said, mother, excuse me, rewind. Huh. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. <laughs> so, I've already said to be, I'm just hyped off of the potential of what the next or the last episode could be because both has specifically said at the table, he's going to war. And if you're going to get Din Jaren, who officially has the dark saber and is leading Mandalore, does that mean that you just get him or do you get him? Do you get Bo-Katan? Do you get more of the night watchers? Do you get other Mandalorian? Well, that episode of the Mandalorian where he was in the town and then all the Mandalorians showed up and, I feel like that's the level that we're going to get in either the next episode or the finale because the Pikes came off that ship deep. So mm-hmm. Boba Fett's not going to this with just Fennec Shan and Black Chrysanthemum. And you're not just going to go holler at Din Djarin and just get him. You're going to get a whole bunch of Mandalores. So Katie Sackhoff and... Yeah. So it should be... Which again leads to... Favreau Filoni, once again, making sure they intertwine all the shows together for the continuity sake of it. And it makes sense if he shows up. Now, again, because that was one of the questions after the season finale, man, Lauren, he's got the dark saber. What is he going to do with it? I could probably see Bill Burr showing up, advising he can be the setup guy, the guy to make the deals or something. He fit in nicely with this. So, for me, this episode is good off the fact that, again, I think it sets up the next two weeks my expectations would be sheer greatness. You didn't like the first four, the next two, you should easily like them because I have a feeling Fabric Filoni should be balls to the wall, just full, all out, giving you everything that you really want out of the show. Yeah, I, I would just hope there's no more flashbacks. Hopefully not, because Boba <laughs> Fett is officially fully cured, is what the droid told him when he came out to recovery time, Yeah, which is another thing I told Beep. I said, he's fully cured now, so... All that other shit shouldn't be happening anymore. So I think, hopefully so. <laughs> you know what I mean? Some backstory about things. Basically, the crux of this, and then setting up what else needs to happen. I don't really understand why people are having such an issue with it, but... thought it was better than that third episode. Definitely a lot better than that. Easily better than that one. I have this easily on par with the first two I felt about. It. Like I still don't have it over that great hump yet where I'm like, oh, this was amazing. But like I said, I'm still consistent. Like, I'm on board. Wednesday comes, I look forward to it. I'm not sitting there, I'll watch it whenever. I'm also amped for just possibilities. Because when I heard the theme music at the end, I thought I was tripping. And I had to rewind it. And I was like, nah. That's exactly what I thought I heard. And hell, it got me so motivated, I took my damn statue out of the box. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking forward to it. Even if it's just a simple, he pops up. (laughs) The music played, so... We know who's coming. Whether it's this week or the finale, we know who's showing up and how it's going down. But I'm assuming it's going to be this week because I feel like the finale is going to set up the whole whatever this war and this battle with the Pikes is going to be. So I wonder on the Mandalorian side, but I'm talking about the other Mandalorians, if they would be willing to help Boba Fett. So I'm not sure if that's going to be some of the episodes, intermediate episodes, because obviously Boba Fett lives by a different creed than the Mandalorians yes. and theoretically his father <laughs> was yeah. the Mandalorian. Well, it's also interesting because remember Din Djarin was 
operating kind of old school the same way. Can't take you home at all if nobody can see you and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Bill Burr was talking to him about the belief thing, and then Katie Sackhoff was the old way of doing shit. We don't do that. So I'm going to be very curious to see how this all plays out. You don't want to give us too much of me because you still want to save stuff for Mandalorian Season 3. So this is going to be interesting. And I wonder if the Jabba family will somehow be in some double cross again. That they yeah, were trying, I would expect it. Yeah. Trying to outsmart him. Like and that, then, I feel like it's complete BS. I don't buy that for one minute. Yeah, cause it was just that whole series where Black Crescenton, Gangsta Wookiee, showed up, obviously destroying Boba Fett, and it took about four or five people to rein him in. The Huts show up. Yeah, you can do what you want. He just runs off. <laughs> Yeah, this episode he's sitting in the barn, he ripping people's arms off. Don't add up. That dude wouldn't just ran away like that. So, like I said, I have a feeling they're definitely going to show back up. And the mayor, he's ghost, so we don't know what the fuck's going on with him. Or is he because of the huts? I mean, that could be huh? killed him off and then trying to take over his portion, ultimately trying to double cross Boba Fett. Yeah, this is true. So, what score would you give this episode, Mike? I'm going to leave it with the first two. I'm still at an eight half. I have not gotten to that nine, ten area yet. Like I said, to me, it's kind of been consistently good, except for, like you said, that third episode was, eh. But this one, he picked it back up. If nothing else, kind of explain to you his mindset and do a little bit of reasoning on why he's doing what he's doing. Also, off that he made the Fennec. I was kind of thinking about that because the Mandalorian, she said that he saved her life, so debted to him or at his service for life. But in this, it sound like she had the option of leaving, and he basically just said, well, you know, come on board. I'll split it with you 50-50, and we good. Yeah. So they just altered that for the sake of the show. No big deal. But gave us the story behind that. Gave you a nice big hint as to who or what's possibly coming. War got tossed around, and you heard some theme music, so... Like I said, my expectation be the next two should finally crack that threshold and be the two episodes you're like, yeah, this is worth all the other shit. Sort of like WandaVision. Like I said, it was slow burn as hell, and then at the end, it was kind of like, oh, okay, I get it. I have a feeling that might end up being what happens with this. Yeah, I thought this, again, was better than the third episode, so I would give it a seven. A lot of it, again, I just hope there's no more backstories, no more flashbacks. Again, like you said, Boba Fett, is fully healed he's cured he's ready to rumble but just no more flashbacks please yeah i thought the flashbacks were done myself but they keep popping up now so hopefully like you said they're done yeah i don't know what else you need to flashback to at this point <clears throat> i don't know but i just really hope that's not in the I, said, I thought it was done and then it's like oh okay he saved shinnick got her fixed got saved finnick got her fixed and then they went and got the ship, which is no longer entitled Slave One for whatever stupid ass reason. That Disney. doesn't make any sense to me. Um, it's racist. I forgot, yeah, I forgot what he said. It's called like Alpha or something or whatever. Anyway, playing about that. I mean, even me, I was kind of like, damn, I didn't really need to see how he got the ship back. Like, that wasn't necessary. Now, I guess, but, how do you feel about Tamar Morrison complaining about too much dialogue for? Eh, I get it from the standpoint of, say, the last podcast. He. Only had like three lines of dialogue, damn near, like three or four out of like two movies originally. So it wasn't like Boba Fett spoke that much. But for the sake of you have an entire series, I would feel like, yeah, you kind of need to talk. Or if nothing else, 
you're going to have a translator or Phoenix going to be doing all the damn talking. Which, if that's the case, why are you technically the star of the show? It would be Ming Na Wen. So, I don't know, like I said, it's a tough one because you're doing the Disney Plus series, right? The main character's got to have dialogue, hence the Mandalorian. He don't take his helmet off, but he talks <laughs> all the time because you got to talk. You're not Snake Eyes. You didn't take a vow of silence. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, fully get that one. Also, considering the fact that Django spoke, if you go back to episode two, and hell, Boba spoke as a kid. So, a lot of it just has to do with the core trilogy i guess the first time you see him he's in the cantina right i think yeah yeah so he doesn't say anything there and the next one is the sky city right I'm trying to think yep yeah he says it there and it's just like yeah okay <laughs> yeah like real quick and he walks off he said beep said that one time well he was like dude he's like i understand the both is like the least amount of shit but everybody fucking loves him i say yeah kind of crazy i would probably say maybe if the show was five episodes maybe the pacing of it would help i really hope that these last three episodes obviously the next episode should set something up and and the finale should do something special but i'm wondering about that middle episode all right peace in your podcast